I did have a more festive sweater on, but it was too hot. So I'm wearing, I was going to be festive on top, and then I'm literally wearing shorts on the bottom because it's 72 degrees. Welcome to the Moms for Social Justice podcast, where we talk about how you can make your community a more awesome place. This episode is about holiday overwhelm and how it often falls to women to create the magic of the season on top of everything else we already have to do. This imbalance in the distribution of household labor and care tasks can prevent women and mothers from engaging in projects that fuel them, like crafting something really cool or volunteering for a cause that they're passionate about. Mari Taylor and I talk about how our own parents did or did not split up these tasks and our own struggles in finding a balance in this holiday season with our partners. We also chat about how to establish standards with partners and family so that everyone, including us, has more time for holiday magic. We hope you enjoy this episode. Grace. Welcome to the Moms for Social Justice podcast. Um, We are some of the Moms for Social Justice. There's three of us, all three of us today. Moms for Social Justice is a progressive grassroots organization located in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we work to empower parents to fight for social justice and change in their own backyard. Um, So yeah, we today we have Mari and Taylor and and me. I'm Rosie. Um, And today we're going to be talking about holiday overwhelm and the mental load, the distribution of household labor around the holidays, all that stuff. But before we get into that, um, we're just we're just going to talk about what's on our on our heart. So, um, Mari, do you want to go first? What's on your heart? Let's see. What's um, in your lungs? Phlegm. <laughs> Phlegm is in my lungs. Yes, just uh, getting over. That's such a gross word. Isn't I'm sorry. it? I kind Phlegm. of love it. It's like onomatopoeic, right? Yes. Oh sounds yeah. Like what it, it sounds is. gross. Because it is gross. Anyway, um, I have that. I have phlegm from COVID. Uh, the whole fam has it. We're we're on the mend though. Um, we had that last Christmas. Speaking of like holidays. Yes, and stuff. this is the fourth time COVID has hit our house. Uh, The first time it was just one of us. Then the second time it was three of us. Then the third time it was two of us. (laughs) This time it was three of us. It's a lot. Um, Anyway, but I think the biggest thing on my heart is just being super thankful for the vaccine. And I had just gotten the, the newest booster in early October. And I really think that is why I'm feeling so much better in... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just very thankful for science, and I feel like. But Mari, if you got the vaccine, you shouldn't have gotten COVID. Well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that how that works? I think that's, that's how, that, how works. that works. Same with the flu shot. Uh, but I I did get COVID, and I got a chip in my arm. So now I'm being tracked because my oh. phone wasn't enough. They didn't know that I was into art supplies and Are you liked fantasy like, romances books. from Mars. <laughs> The company, <laughs> or the, or the <laughs> you want M and M's? I mean, I do. Also, I do like yes, dark chocolate peanut M and M's. Plug there. Yes. Anyway, I'm just super thankful. It's it's a, a quick, easy thing, but I just feel like you know, it's just a, a reminder that COVID is still around, and that if you haven't gotten the booster and you're able to, please do, because it it helped me out a whole bunch. Yes, and it'll protect the more vulnerable members of your right. family, especially as we're like going around and mm-hmm. hugging and 
sneezing on food and stuff. I mean, not intentionally. Double dipping in the mac and cheese. (laughs) I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. And I will be glad, uh, like, we've all been home for the entirety of this week. And so that whole screen time time limits, they they went out the window on day one. So all of our brains are mush. It's nice outside. So, you know. Shove them out there. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that you guys are coming on off the other side of that friend. And you look you. real cute, so we can tell you're feeling better. What Thank a great you. haircut. I do have a good haircut. That's the only <laughs> thing that made this whole week bearable. Was the cute haircut. <laughs> good sister <That's> right. studios. <laughs> Not sponsored, but also <laughs> sponsored. Right. Um, all right. Well, Taylor, what's on your heart? You know, I have found that, uh, you know, the, and I know I'm not alone here, the state of the world is just so incredibly overwhelming and heartbreaking that I have found that I needed to take, you know, sort of mental breaks. Yes. And I thought that's what I was doing when I tuned in to, I mean, it's the number one show on Netflix right now, I think. Uh, It's a docuseries about the internet cult twin flame universe. Whoa. Have you guys... No, I never wa- heard about this. I never watch documentaries on Netflix, so maybe I should. Oh. I just listen to podcasts. Oh <laughs> it sounds in- very intriguing. Well, I mean, all the cult stuff is like, yeah, very intriguing. It's fascinating. Uh, I yeah, this is a whole other conversation. How I feel like a lot of our you know mainstream religious culture in America is cult-like think and cult-like behavior that we have just normalized Mm -hmm. so we don't recognize it as that anymore so it's interesting when they um highlight fringe cults because we have this collective like that's so crazy that they believe that when you stop thinking about it there are a lot of really extreme beliefs that are just normalized um but this one was a really wild ride because it's a a relatively um, new cult that started in the pandemic and so I thought that was interesting that spoke to and and almost um, exclusively online so it it spoke to number one like the isolation that we all felt um, Mm -hmm. in that and particularly people who were alone going through um, lockdown on their own, you know, sought these places online for um, community and belonging and a sense of connection. And that can put you in a really vulnerable place where you can be sucked into something. And then before you know it, you are thinking um, really radical and extreme ideology and paying lots and lots and lots of money to people Hmm. who have zero credentials and unwarranted bravado and calling themselves the master christ so anyway it uh (laughs) it was a really interesting watch but also a really scary watch and um it was what my brain needed to you know freak out about something else unrelated (laughs) so a highly recommended watch if you just want to get real mad at average white boys uh taking lots and do of people's that every money day. right I do it every day <laughs> my morning uh, average white boy anger meditation <laughs> <laughs> what shall i watch today <laughs> i've been watching the blue-eyed samurai on netflix so if you need something it's like kill bill meets yentl um it's really really oh. good also very not for children it's animated very not for children but oh. anyway noted Re- recommended if you need more of an escape um although it's very violent like we can oh, i can watch the cartoon violence and it's fine but 
dealing with the like social media violence is like too much for me. Oof. Agreed. It's good to take a break from that stuff. Yeah, it's um, hard to walk that line of like preserving our mental health, but st- staying informed. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's just been like a very a difficult thing to do, really, since. I don't know, even before 2016, really, just with the internet and with social media, it's just very hard. It's like you're either all in it and immersed in feeling helpless and paralyzed, or every time something comes up, you just scroll because you can't, you can't deal with it in that moment. It's, yeah, it's Well, the, the Washington Post released images of, uh, very graphic images of basically what an AR-15 could can do um, images the aftermath of these mass shootings, inclu- including you know some of these school shootings that we've that we've seen after the bodies I think had been removed, other than the Las Vegas uh, scene, and it's like we're not necessarily the people that need to be seeing this, <laughs> you right. know, like it's the the people that are in power and the people that are advocating for keeping these guns in in our state and our nation, keeping them active that really need to see them, but. That's hard to balance of like when do I need to like witness mm-hmm. and understand versus when yeah. do I need to protect right my own mental health? What is it gonna be beneficial to me or not? Yeah. But what is on your heart, Rosie? Oh, um I this week I have finished listening to all five hundred albums on the Rolling Stones five hundred greatest albums of all time. It took oh my me like gosh. all year. This is a big it was deal. really fun. It's been fun. <laughs> going on this journey with you sometimes in your car to various places and <laughs> yeah, hearing like, oh, some of these albums Stevie Wonder album yeah it's a big um, accomplishment it is yeah I, th- I think it was it was it was fun and like I definitely have the privilege of a job where I am moving squares and lines <laughs> on a computer screen so that part of my brain can do that while my other part of the brain can like listen to song lyrics or podcasts or whatever um, cause you know that's a lot of time. <laughs> to, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious what my Spotify wrapped is going to look like at the end of the year. And then also just thinking about like, well, what challenge am I going to do next? And my husband was like, well, you don't have to do a challenge. I'm like, yeah, I do. What is my purpose? <laughs> what is my, what do I, why do I exist in life if I don't have a challenge? Um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm weighing my, my options. I can't do like two things like watch a movie and design yeah. stuff yeah, that requir- requires my eyeballs. I so think- one of my favorite albums that I thought was so, I just loved the concept of, and I just want to share it with everybody. It's a Ray Charles album from 1962, and it is called Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music. And he put this album together because at the time there were black records and there were white records, and never the two shall cross. Um, so what he did is he took classic white country songs, dressed them up, took them to the orchestra, and played the shit out of them. And um, they're amazing. Their arrangements are amazing. The instrumentation is amazing. His singing is amazing. I love that album. Wow. And I love the concept behind it, too. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was so cool. Um, so anyway, check that album out. That's one that you can pull from the list that I thought was great. I mean, there's so yeah, many that's that That's very great. cool. I'm totally going to do that. Me, too. Okay, so we're going to be getting into our topic, which is about the overwhelm of the holiday season and just how so much of this domestic labor and emotional labor falls on women in in households. And just I'm just curious, like, what was it like 
when you guys were kids what were the holidays like what did you see your parents doing or not doing most of the holiday magic did fall to my mom in fact a lot of times my dad would uh would not be home on Christmas Eve that's when we do like opening all of our gifts and stuff because that's just our tradition and every other year he would have to work and be on call he had a cabin rental business and they went above and beyond so if someone couldn't get to their cabin because of snow my dad literally drove them so and I imagine a lot of people are like renting cabins for you know Christmas get together yes Mm -hmm. lots of people in Gatlinburg uh so yeah a lot of it fell to my mom but it was being just me you know as an only child like my mom and I as I got older we she and I would really get into decorating together we'd have so much fun we would be making things for the theme that year you know we had we really enjoyed that uh but you know as far as like you know all the piano recitals and and the singing in church yes I did that my you know she would be taking me to all the things you know if my my dad was in the mood he would go to church and listen which you know now being (laughs) how I feel about things I would have never been in the mood to go to church but He's like, I believe in Jesus today, but I don't know right. about tomorrow. Right, every other so. day, no, not so much. Um, yeah, so it was mostly my mom. I don't really remember the holidays being too crazy hectic because I didn't have a very big family. It was just my great aunt that would come stay with us from New York City. She would come for like a month. I have amazing memories of it, but I, I do know that like thinking back and doing it for my own family. I'm like, oh yeah, that was all my mom. Uh, Now, my dad definitely took over all of the food. Hmm. So that was nice, you know, as far as like what we were gonna have for Christmas Eve dinner and Christmas morning breakfast and and all that stuff. He would, you know, buy all the stuff, plan the menu, make it, it would be delicious. And we just kind of showed up. So. I know that's a little bit different because um, usually yeah, that that's falls. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and I wish that was still the case. And you guys would have a theme every Christmas. Sometimes. I know I love that. We would. <laughs> yes, we give us a couple of themes. Okay, Mari. one was the Secret Garden. What? Stop that's it. So cool. Yes, we like collected um, like chi- like China teacups and stuff from like different thrift stores, and we would incorporate the. I don't know. We were a little extra. Um, one year we did like all. I can't tell that at all about you as an adult. <laughs> I I'm. I know. Tracking. I love that I'm leading this podcast with two Christmas queens. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the I should not be the one Christmas queens <laughs> leading it. Yeah. Yes, I know it's it is funny, but yeah. Um, we we went all in one year. We did like a crystal, but like from old chandeliers, like. Wow. So you would decorate your trees like this or like all throughout? Trees all throughout the house. Wow. We really only had one tree. But that sounds so fun. I have graduated to having like five. But yeah. Christmas queen. No, but I think that sounds fun, especially knowing like your dad, he sounded like super busy during that time. So it was a lot of one on one time with Mm -hmm. you and your mom. And so that's cool that you guys were able to like build those memories together. Yeah. Um, Taylor, what about you? Well, uh, I do come from a very big family. So our holidays, uh, what I remember, were just incredibly chaotic. Lots of children running around, um, lots of grown men screaming at the television, watching football, throwing furniture. I'm kidding. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. 
but it, there was a definite gender division in labor. So I have very strong memories of all of the women in my family at the time that my grandmother was alive. You know, she was a, a really a true matriarch, you know, in the center of the kitchen, but all of the daughters-in-law, because my grandmother had four boys, and so it was all the wives, Mm, okay. um, would, would all be in the kitchen all morning long and lay out this beautiful, absurdly, you know, huge spread. If you can imagine what it is to cook for 40 people, and we would all eat. There was the, you know, the, the proverbial kids table that mm-hmm. all of us were were relegated to sometimes out in the garage. I remember the year that I graduated to the adult table was a, a big, big deal. Uh, but I get, I remember even as a kid feeling very frustrated that after all of that cooking, then all the women in my family also cleaned everything. Mm, right, because the dads all had to go watch the game or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. fall asleep in their chairs watching football and I remember having just a very strong sense of injustice. I I don't mean to use that word lightly, but even as a kid, that struck me as very unfair. And I knew that I did not want that as an adult. Mm -hmm. I will say uh, as a mom and, you know, as a wife myself, I... I will admit that a lot of the the labor and like the emotional and um, just the mental load of planning the holidays and planning the gifts, buying all the gifts, wrapping all the gifts, planning the menu, uh, planning. And we know that like the time around the holidays are just very busy. You, You take your kids to go see the Nutcracker. You take your kids to go see the Christmas lights, to go, to go visit Santa, like all the things there are, so there are all these little activities that we do that go along these, with it yeah yeah um it's not just the magic. day yeah right yeah, it's exactly the lead up. yeah so yeah even though I I really told myself as a kid that I was not gonna let all of that fall <laughs> on my shoulders <laughs> it, it it has mm-hmm. and part of it I will take some responsibility because I love it Mm-hmm. I love it. And I do have a this, you know, feeling that I'm going to do it because I'm going to do it right. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, this is the way that I want it. Yeah. Yes. If I relinquish control of, of, you know, orchestrating this this masterpiece, the symphony of holiday magic, then it's not going to be done uh, the way that I want. The so I, will I not do be hung by the chimney with care. They will be hung. exactly haphazardly. In different directions. out of order on out fire order. <laughs> so yeah I there, there's um yeah there's personal responsibility but then there's also I think just just the expectations the expectation of you know the the patriarchal structure that we have that these uh these duties fall on the mom now I will say that the cooking and the cleaning is a little more divided which I appreciate well, yeah, that's that's interesting because I feel like mine is a blend of both of yours in that like my dad did all of the holiday cooking, you know, for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. He enjoys that, especially like the baking part. And even like at the big get togethers um, also like came from a big, big family, especially on my dad's side. 
Um, it would be like my grandma in the kitchen with like my dad and my uncles um, because I guess she like did an awesome job of like really imparting, you know, enjoyment of cooking to her sons um, and, my, and my aunt, her I daughter. I love that. There's like a saying in my family, like, don't be a Mary Jane because my grandma, she always like, she never sits down. I mean, she does now because she's in her 90s but <laughs> she has to she has earned it <laughs> she's earned it yeah but she would always just be like you know f- fussing with some other aspect of the meal or whatever um and my mom uh being uh an RN working long hours my dad took over quite a bit of the holiday magic he was the one who set up all of the lights outside and he would drive us around and look at all of the neighbors lights and turn on Christmas music um, and make sure that we had like Christmas treats and stuff like that. But I will say like come Christmas time, he was just as surprised as we were <laughs> when it came time to open the presents. You got that. And I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. He, he and, um, he and one of my uncles, they would like, they would time each other. Like how quickly could they shop for their wives for oh, Christmas? God. And my mom would like return basically every present every year oh. that he would buy. He did try, bless his heart. <laughs> Growing up, it was definitely, it felt more of like an even split. Um, and there were, there were instances like, you know, my mom would have to work Christmas Eve or uh, Christmas Day. And so we would, you know, work around like her schedule and stuff. We only went to midnight mass one time though. And that was because because of her, she had to work Christmas Day. So then she like, she stayed behind because she's not Catholic. And then um, oh, when we came back, oh my God, Santa has been here. <laughs> amazing we can open presents and then we can all go to sleep because mom's gonna work tomorrow uh stuff like that santa um, knew santa was like they needed it a little different time yeah yes it's the magic of santa yeah and so taylor i mean you talked about this a little bit but how have you split up tasks or not split up tasks now as an adult and like creating magic in your house because yeah you both are amazing at Christmas and you do all of these like your houses are so cool and have like literal light shows and you have like multiple Christmas trees and all of these like events and traditions going up to that and like yeah how how do you divide that and how do you how do you feel about it when I was starting the process of of beginning our family basically when I found out I was pregnant with my first son you know I started fantasizing about holidays because that's just that's like the pinnacle to you yeah yeah that's that's something that I really love and and the idea as a mother to be able to you know create these um, experiences that what I hope will be really foundational and core memories it's not about um, it's not about the stuff and it's not about you know the gifts or whatever it it's really um, what I'm hoping is that my kids will have these memories where there was just intense love and togetherness and you know shared experiences and so when I say that I have to take responsibility for the stress and the the overload that I feel is because I take it on Mm -hmm. um if it Mm -hmm. were you know if it were up to my husband it would be a lot more pared down and to be fair he puts on an entire light show than the front of your house so you know listen it's down. True. we we all have hobbies my uh it's funny uh 
both of our yeah. Mari and my husband's hobbies are elaborate um, LED light shows <laughs> on our houses because they're big nerds. Just a casual and hobby. That's, that's okay. That's cool. You know? mm-hmm. Do you know? Do what brings you joy, darling. And for him, it's hours and hours and hours yeah, building uh, an LED problem. light show on our house. But that's okay because that also has created a sense of togetherness and community within our neighborhood and it's just a fun thing that I hope you know our kids will have really fond memories of and maybe it's stressful for them but you know like you were saying that's something that like you have the things that you want to take on and they have the things that they want to take on and there is like a partnership there and create you know creating this larger I don't know memory or season Mm -hmm. yeah yeah is it the same in your house Mari? where you take on more of the bulk of like the inside stuff yes and all of the planning and the you know whew, yeah it definitely mostly falls to me and I wish it were a little bit different sometimes and I don't think you know we never sat down when we you know first got married and like said how are we going to divide this up you know uh, I, I feel like people have that misconception. And I know some people actually do do that, but I think of the majority of people, things just sort of happen. And then once you're kind of locked into well, something, it's really hard to to change. Yeah, I like my, you know, I've always fold my laundry this way. Okay, right. well, never had a sit, never sat down and had a conversation with my husband about like, you know, do we actually need to fold it this way or can right. I just chuck it in a drawer? Yeah, those conversations, it's just like, yeah, stuff uh, happens more organically Mm -hmm. rather than sitting down and saying, like, this is our vision. Like, this is how we want this to look for our family Um, Uh, and being really intentional about it, which I think, you know, that's a a hot tip. If you're feeling overwhelmed, (laughs) maybe sit down with your spouse and say, have a conversation Mm -hmm. and say, like, here's what's important to me. Here's what's important to you. Wow. I was stressed out about this thing that is not important to right, either about of us. So let's yes. get rid of it. That's that's very true. And I think one thing, like just during this conversation we're having, that sort of makes me sad and a little emotional. I don't know, Rosie, if this is similar for you, but and I don't want to sound selfish, but I do feel like no one is making Christmas magical for us. Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know, and I don't know if you all have seen, it's it's a skit, and it's funny, but the SNL skit where Kristen Wiig gets the robe, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh yeah. God, yes. The whole and thing mom is like, got a robe. yeah, I got this, and I got this, and I got this robe. And it still has the tag and it. On has it. the tag, and it was 40% off, and then she's like, they're talking about their stockings, and she's like, and mine's completely empty just a sock hanging on the you know like to be fair i don't make it magical for my husband either so we we mutually do not make it magical for each other that's that's true but i also feel like i don't know how to put it it's not it's not really it's even being allowed to have the time and the space to maybe do things oh like i want to go to rock city and see the lights by yeah or even like i you know for me, I would love to just like listen to Christmas music and sip my tea and maybe read or, you know, it's not even like I'm it, it's a yeah, it's having that time. But the problem is, is all of the time is full with making mm-hmm. it magical for everyone else. OK, so that that brings I was like looking at 
researching this a little bit beforehand, and this list drove me nuts. So it was an article about like how to, how to deal with the overwhelming holidays. Here's five helpful tips that you could do. Um, carve out time for yourself each week. Journal. Exercise. Ask for help and seek counseling. Oh, and gosh. I'm like, none of those things. And, and and the counseling one was like, yeah, you're feeling really overwhelmed right now. And like, no maybe shit. you should talk to a therapist about it. I'm like, maybe talk to your spouse about this. Like, none of those right. things can happen without having a supportive partner mm-hmm. to actually like carve out time for your space for yourself. You cannot do that if if you have kids and there's nobody else to hold up the right. house for you while exactly. you do that. And, and the, the extra money to do that. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's the, something that we're yes. not even kind of talking about I here know. is, you know, the financial, <laughs> the burden. financial pressure Ooh. of the holidays. Yep. To some extent, we have to acknowledge that we're coming from a place of, of, you know, privilege that we can even talk about having 100%. holiday stress because, you know, we right. have the ability to have, take our kids to these experiences mm-hmm. and, and buy them gifts. And so, you know, let's, let's take some time and space to acknowledge that for some people, the pressure of the holidays is to make any sort of holidays. Right. Yeah. Rosie, I can see why you would be so frustrated by that list when all of that suggests time and money that are non-existent mm-hmm. in this season of the year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I will say, so like my my husband and I, we we have never sat down and you know had that conversation of this is what we want it to look like, but it's been a gradual like all these smaller conversations and gradual nudge, like the big Christmas meal. Honestly, I don't give a fucking shit about that. <laughs> All I care about is the Christmas log that I make or like some sort of fancy dessert. But wait, 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 wait. What's a Christmas log? A Yule log. It's like a cake. A roll, and, right? And then you roll, you put mousse in it and then you roll it and then you decorate the outside with ganache. My dad <laughs> makes it every year. But the thing is, here's the big thing for us. We do not go home uh, to Cincinnati where our, both of our families are, live. We do not go for Christmas, we go for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We do not. We don't go for Christmas. Part of that is like weather. We're worried about weather, and part of it is just like it's really stressful to do that and yeah. to like for hauling tough. presents and yeah, how do we fit that in and all of the travel and stuff. We we did that before um, we had kids um, every year, and it was just my husband's parents are divorced, so then in, inevitably with these big holiday events you're going to like three or four or more hosting you know different dinners or lunches or events or whatever Um, and so just like uh, honestly I love Christmas I love my family and you know if they came here and hung out with us that would be wonderful but I love Christmas because it's just for us I love the magic of Christmas for me is like waking up at the ass crack of dawn on Christmas morning and you know, we can barely talk because our throats are like our voices are so froggy and watching our kids open presents and then just like playing with our kids all day and like me not cooking. That's like my ideal Christmas. Oh, I love that. Um, and like, you know, watching Christmas movies, like doing nothing mm-hmm. is yeah. great. And so it, it's just been a gradual move toward that. Um, and it, like my husband does not give a shit about Christmas at all. Like obviously he cares for our kids and he wants them to have a good experience and good memories and get Christmas gifts and stuff like that 
I, I'm the one, similarly, like, I'm the one who cares a little bit more about some of those, like, making magic and tradition. So I'm the mm-hmm. one who decorates the outside of our house. And I'm the one who, we have a tradition every year where we'll, we'll get, like, cookies and we'll drive around and, like, we'll go to your houses and look at <laughs> the light show. <laughs> And look at the other neighbors' houses and stuff like that. Um, that aren't as cool as ours. No, yeah, <laughs> or like, <laughs> that's not. No, they're not. Let's be. Let's be clear. Ours they're not as cool. Extra. Um, but you know, like I'll buy. You know, and we might do like one thing of Christmas baking or something like that. Um, or I'll buy the like Trader Joe's gin- build a gingerbread house. Everything's already baked for you. <laughs> I'll do that. Um, Those are solid. The TJ gingerbread houses are solid. Yes, they are literally solid. <laughs> you don't want to eat you them, don't eat but, them. <laughs> but you can actually build a structure out of them. Yeah, you know, I'm curious about um, our kids' perceptions of things mm-hmm. because, Be um, you know, this happened fairly recently, about a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, whenever a career day was for our kids, that my boys just very nonchalantly said to me well we didn't ask you to come to career day mom because you don't have a job mm. and I was like whoa 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 <laughs> let's have a Wait, conversation let's, boys let's, <laughs> we're gonna have a life lesson here boys yes. let's talk about the value of unpaid domestic labor mm-hmm. right I had to have that conversation with them that the work that I do in our home makes our lives uh, possible it makes your dad's uh career possible I make sure that you have everything in your life that you need and that you get to your doctor's appointments and therapy appointments and school and haircuts and you know et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and and then as the holiday season's coming upon us all of that falls squarely on my shoulders as well and you know I I make that stuff magical for you when I go back to the paid working force and then so many women who are in the paid working force and then also do all of these mm-hmm. things that I'm describing. Um, it's just really interesting the perception that our kids have of the labor that we're doing and the value of it. And I think it's our our shared responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that they understand that what we're doing comes at high high cost, both in time energy and uh has it it brings a lot of value to their lives and their childhoods oh Mm -hmm. yeah well and like you know as they get older you talk about mari like spending time with your mom make like making some of this magic with her Mm -hmm. which in a in that in of itself is magic but like i know my daughter she loves the holidays she's always asking to decorate i always get compared to my sister who's like also just like queen of all like birthdays and parties and events and stuff holidays stuff like that and I'm at the opposite of that and you know she'll, she'll make comparisons like why can't you be more like aunt but like this past Halloween that she wanted to decorate the outside of the house which we have standard you know decorations or whatever and it was, I was just really busy and so I'm like okay we'll get to it, we'll get to it and so what happened is like one day she and the neighborhood kids they like I'm like if you guys want to go in the garage and like get that stuff out you go for it and they did it. They, you know, I did some zhuzhin after, and <laughs> but but they put out like the, the bulk of the main decorations. And That's the, so fun. Yeah, and it's like the same thing for the you know in, inside stuff too. And like, let's do it together. 
Um, and I, but again, like that's one of the things like I have a table that I put a couple decorations on and like a Christmas tree and that's it. Oh, and I like a soap dispenser in the bathroom and that's it. Oh, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> the soap dispenser is key. It's cause, <laughs> it's cause we saw it at Target a few years ago and then we got big dreams of like, what if we decorated the whole bathroom for Christmas? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe this like hand towel and a soap dispenser. Slow down, Haas. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, as, as you're saying this, I just did the, our bathroom with a Christmas shower curtain (laughs) that I swapped out. Yep. Yeah. But the thing is like, I, like, I don't, I don't care about that stuff as, as much. Um, and that's neither good nor bad. That's just what it is. It is. Um, but eliminating that pressure from myself has made me talking with my husband. It's like, well, what is how are you going to enjoy it yourself? And it's like, oh, if I don't have to cook, right? that's mm-hmm. great for me. I would enjoy that. That mm-hmm. would make the day good for me. <laughs> the, other, the other thing that I want to talk about, too, is family relationships. Because, again, that's something that often falls to moms, to the women mm-hmm. of the house, is like upholding these relationships with family members. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. what your experience with that is because that is another thing that I've I've let go of a lot in order to like be more at peace and honestly like if I had more time I think I would do more of these things but like when it comes to family relationships if if I'm invested in that person then I will make it a priority Mm -hmm. to continue that relationship or reach out or whatever but if that person is not continually like reaching back to us then like you know, and if it's a member of his family, I'm going to let that yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's on you, husband, if you want to maintain mm-hmm. that relationship. But they're not making an effort here, so I'm not going to make an effort either. I think that at the beginning of our relationship, I thought that, that was my duty because I'd seen my mom do it. Um, mm-hmm. And other female family members do that for their families. As I've gotten older, I have. I've let more of that go and kind of said like if this is important to you you can keep these these communication lines open you know who are we sending gifts to whatever it Mm -hmm. is that does kind of take a conversation though because for a little Mm -hmm. while in between there was some like resentment of like a few days before being like well I thought that was you know I didn't know that we were going to this event and I didn't communicate to anyone so I I've gotten better but I do think that's that's something that I don't know the resentment and some of there's some underlying anger I think like, yeah and and it's not just having to do with family members and stuff but I think sometimes that brings it out but just around this whole conversation is we probably all do in different ways and just the mental load in general because it seems so invisible but yeah I I definitely feel like I doubt that my husband has like some underlying anger issues around the holidays because mm, he feels like too right. much is expected of him, you know, whereas right. I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like to, to your point, Mari, like I, I often go take the kids to Cincinnati by myself because mm-hmm. my husband, his work, he gets Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's off. And those are his three holidays. Like he doesn't have a lot of mm-hmm. extra PTO and time off and like, you know, he can't take a long weekend because he doesn't get that day off. So I'm often the ones taking them up to see family. And then I'm, that means that I end up 
being the one responsible for maintaining those ties. Mm -hmm. And that means I'm the one that gets yelled at if I don't see so-and-so while I'm in town Mm -hmm. or if I don't go to such and such event or whatever. Like my husband's dad, I don't see him when I go to Cincinnati because he doesn't make an effort Mm -hmm. to like maintain a relationship with our family. If my husband wants to maintain that relationship with his dad, then by all means, that's his relationship Mm -hmm. and not mine. Sure. Is that also the case, Taylor, with with you? Were you feeling like, or is it more evenly? Yeah, you know, my my husband has a small family, so Mm. I'm the one with the big family. So, Mm. yeah, it's on, but... There's more pressure just because of the size of your family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being the the only girl in my family and the eldest, I do feel just a lot of personal responsibility to keep family communication lines open. And I am often... Well, I notice that it's always the women, myself and my Mm sister-in-law and my mother um, Mm -hmm. orchestrating gatherings and birthdays and, you know, Mm -hmm. the things that, you know, Mari, to to kind of what you were saying is like, I think the holidays often come because the mental and emotional load of the holidays, it it heightens. It's on top of everything that Mm -hmm. we already do. I think you're right. Sometimes those underlying why is this always on me? Why does this fall on me all the time? Why am um, I the only one feelings. who cares about this? Why? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, those feelings sometimes seep out. And I think that's really important to keep abs on just with, within yourself. Like if you find it, I think it's natural for those feelings to come out here and there. But if you have a, a mm-hmm. really overwhelming sense of there is too much that is falling on me to where you cannot enjoy your um the season that right. you're supposed to also feel love and happiness and together togetherness with your family. If that's not an enjoyable thing for you, then I think it's worth um, sitting down with your, with your partner and journaling. <laughs> Journal about it. Have I a hot cup of tea. <laughs> that helpful list. Please share yes. that in the show notes so we can all benefit from journaling and, and exercising. Oh, going to therapy to bitch about <laughs> our partners that we can't talk to right Uh, what if we each kind of said something maybe we were gonna do this holiday season as it's starting to to edge toward pandemonium to maybe alleviate some of this and I I hate that it's us and it usually is like the person Mm -hmm. who feels the most overwhelmed Mm -hmm. who has to be like I'm gonna read this book called fair play and figure out a better system it's a great book it's a great book. We yeah, we did a, a workshop on it. It was really cool. Well, I, I was gonna to piggyback on that. I was gonna ask, how are you gonna create some magic for yourself? Yes, this I love holiday that. season. I'm gonna buy a really nice journal for myself <laughs> and never um, open it. <laughs> I have so many unopened journals <laughs> and calendars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh my sorry. gosh, that does that just reminded me of a present I do need to get my husband. I got him a dog <laughs> shitting calendar last year so it's like illustrations of a like a family skiing and then there's like a golden retriever who's pooping in the background (laughs) i love that (laughs) so i gotta see if there's a new one um well i want to say i today be at you know thinking about that we were gonna have this conversation i did reach out to my husband because we do not have a very cool led light show in our house in front of our house but we do have lights 
And every year there's like strands that are broken and it's overwhelming because I don't really don't want to go out and spend more money on Mm -hmm. more strands that are just going to break next year. Mm -hmm. So I send him a text and I was like, hey, this feels really overwhelming to me. And I want uh, our front of our house to look kind of nice and I never feel good about it. And do you think you can help me with this, whether like we can repair the lights or do something nice. different that will that that will be satisfactory him being awesome was like sure we can do that i don't know how much we can do but yeah. we'll figure it out that's awesome yeah um even and so, just sharing some of that like burden like that's something you're thinking about that's stressing you out that no one would know was stressing you out unless you voiced it yeah so i mean to get back to that great list it did say ask for help so yeah, I, I, I do feel like but I, I I hate that it's framed ask for help. I think it should be more like let be your partner with, and your family yeah. know like this is what I'm thinking about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah, like you said, having that conversation of like, we don't, neither of us care about this thing. Why are we even doing it? Like, right. I would say this year I'm, I'm, I'm leaning toward that with uh, Christmas cards, which. Oh, I don't do Christmas mm, cards. I know. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. And I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm feeling this year. But part of me is like, what would it look like if I let that go and didn't and do like, it? It might oh. be okay. It might be okay. People but would I do still like know receiving. that we exist. They I do would. like receiving I know. Christmas cards. I do too. I do too. But <laughs> I'm not going to send you one. Though. Right. <laughs> No, I I'm know, a graphic it's... designer too, so people are always so surprised. I'm like, you don't send Christmas cards. I'm like, no, it's the last thing I want to design. Yeah, right. I'm one of those that sends them like every four years or so. Oh, and so well, it just shocks people. Oh, like, oh, oh, oh they, you're, you're they're still around. Child. <laughs> you're still you alive. Have a baby. I think you should try letting it go this year, yeah, or maybe I might. Yeah. yeah. We give you permission, Mari. Oh, Let thank it go. You, I what I did already is. My husband, God love him, he really tries for me with gifts, and he is uh, creative and, and, you know, has come up with some interesting things, but I basically just laid it out to him this year. I was like, look, I don't want gifts. I want this thing for the house. Mm -hmm. That's what will bring me joy. It will bring our entire family joy. This is what I want. Is it a giant fountain statue of Jesus? Of myself. (laughs) Oh, it's myself as Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) I'm getting our our fireplace has never worked, um, so we are getting gas logs, oh, which nice. I know people have different feelings about that. And that's fine. <laughs> it's on a remote. I can turn it on, and it will not make my entire house smell like smoke. So yay, yay! I'm that's very nice. excited. I love yeah. that. Thank you. Make so you can come a have a nice winter, mm-hmm. nice cup of tea with me by yeah. the. By the fake fire. Um, before, I want to know everybody's favorite holiday movie, though. Oh, that's important. Okay. Can we, can I do mine by, like, kids nostalgia one and, like, adult, like, deep in the feels one? Sure. Wait, hold on. I gotta look up the list. I'm not a movie person. Oh, my gosh. She has to look up a list. Taylor, why do we even, why do we even try with Rosie? I know. I'm kidding. Rosie. I'm kidding. Okay. So, favorite kids nostalgic like as soon as I hear the music, I'm like, it's Christmas, it's Home Alone. But my favorite, like adult, watch it without the kids, like just sob on my own, is The Family Stone, which I feel like is a little bit of a un oh, like it's a un- little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that one. Oh, Sarah Jessica it's Parker, so Claire Danes. 
It's so good. Uh, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's funny and also, you sob. That's the, that's what I want <laughs> out of a movie. You cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you don't just cry. You sob. Oh, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> it's too many I feelings. I, I lo- oh right, we talked about this. I love feelings. I have a lot of them. I want to see other people having feelings. <laughs> want to participate in their feelings. Want to promote big feelings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. So my childhood favorite is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm. Yes. Christmas. And my kids love it too now. Yes. I love it when my when my kids are walking around the house going, "We're Marley and Marley." <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have succeeded. And then I'm sorry. I love Christmas Vacation. It's my so husband good. and I quote it. You know. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> I also have not seen Christmas Vacation. <laughs> oh, no. We've done a bad job Holy being friends. shit, Rosie. Yeah, I don't Come watch a on. lot of... Um, I would just... Let's see. My favorite kids one is The Year Without a Santa Claus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Franken and I, Bass? Yes. Yeah? I loved all of, all of those. Actually, I really love the Easter one, too. Um, they're they're <laughs> precious. That's like taking precious. it way back. Mm-hmm. That's taking it way back, yeah. It's not an adult movie, but I do really love the new, what is it, Klaus? Klaus? Oh, oh the yeah. Animated. Another one that I one. cried. Love that. Um, yeah, I love the animation. I love the art direction, and the story is, yeah, is great. Yeah, it's beautiful. So they're both both things I named for kids' movies. <laughs> that's, that's well, where I'm at. guess what? If we get together <laughs> this season, we can watch The Family Stone, and we can watch... Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. That's right. Wait, I, I, before we end, I wanted to ask, is, did you have an idea of a way that you're going to create magic for yourself? I was thinking mm-hmm. I was going to get myself an advent calendar because I've never gotten one for myself before. Oh, Ooh, I, I got myself that. one. Do you know about the Bon Maman? Bon, oh, my gosh. Bon is it chocolate? Maman oh. Jam. Oh, it's jam. Do you know oh, that brand my with sis- the checker? My lid? sister got it last year because her her birthday is uh, either like on or right around like this year. It's the day before Thanksgiving, and Ooh. last year she got oh. the jam calendar. That's what she's not wanted. gonna lie. So instead of jelly of the month, you right? Get a I jo- know every jelly time. Of the day. <laughs> I think the day. about that. I do. <laughs> but the cool thing is, like, one of them was like strawberry chocolate cardamom like spread Whoa. like they're they're really they're bougie and or like passion fruit yes. like because we don't have that here wow i know anyway i love yes that. i All love right. the idea of an advent calendar i think i'm gonna do that for myself too i always see the chocolate ones and i'm like my kids wouldn't like those but i would like you that. would yeah. love that i think i want to try to like year before last Ryan and I were like we need to watch some of the movies that like we don't necessarily watch with the kids but like you've got mail kind of a Christmas movie oh yeah Mm -hmm. and we just watched it one night together and like we were just cackling and you know like it was it was so nostalgic and nice yeah like I don't know I feel like there's so many new things to watch and shows but we were like Christmas movie night an adult (laughs) (laughs) more than just cuddles on the couch uh, don't come down kids <laughs> don't come down the chimney <laughs> oh Goodness. man the triple x mo- no i'm kidding that is not what we'll be doing um, i saw mommy kissing santa claus <laughs> but maybe magic like mike. <laughs> magic mike <laughs> that is a Honey, good movie i want you to do this <laughs> please i don't <laughs> all right y'all 
this has devolved into something that I like very much. I thought you were going to scold us and you're like, no, this is great. Keep going. Okay. So yeah. So maybe taking time like with my husband to kind of do some fun holiday-ish stuff to make magic for both of us. Oh, yeah. Like I a holiday, that. a Christmas date. Actually, there's yeah. um there's an organization or the Christmas date probably. No, I was going to say there's a company called the Dating Initiative in Chattanooga Ooh. and you can like hire them to like plan out a date for you. Wow. So that that can take yeah, so that's not on you or mm. your the magic just happens. I um, love that. So maybe look into that. I I also <laughs> wanted to plug um if you need some like resources and feeling overwhelmed and like how to have these conversations with your spouse, there is the book Fair Play, which is more, it's not, you know, just about Christmas, but includes, you know, one of the things it talks about is holiday magic mm-hmm. being a task. And there are, um, there's a podcast called Time to Lean, and they talk uh, primarily about the division of household labor. And they have come out with a, it's called the Time to Lean Thriving for the Holidays Toolkit. So they have this like downloadable, uh, you have to pay for it, but it's like a downloadable toolkit of different activities or prompts or questions that you can do with your partner in order to feel good about the holiday season Mm. and not feel overwhelmed and be on the same page. I would like to challenge uh, our listeners to leave comments with Christmas movies that they turn into adult themes because that sounds fun to me. (laughs) How we were doing just a moment yeah. ago. I feel like the possibilities are endless. Oh yeah. Well, like a kid's Christmas movie that you make adult. <laughs> Is that what you mean? I think you so. take it how you want, Rosie. <laughs> okay. An aside. You know how how uh, Prince T- Prince Tuesday and Daniel Tiger is always doing like he has so many odd jobs around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always joke with my husband that it's because he's trying to get weed money. <laughs> Prince Tuesday does seem like that would be his thing. That tracks. He that babysits. Tracks. He coaches a baseball team. He works at the grocery store. He does it all. He does it all for that weed money. Listen. <laughs> he's a teenager. I do like how this episode has devolved. Tis, tis the season to do what makes us happy, y'all. So you're going to have a, a bear of a time editing this one. Rudolph is going to get lit because he literally is. I thought you were going to say laid. Let's oh. let's hope that Rudolph oh. gets lit and laid. Lit well, he, I think he does, though, with Clarice. Yeah. Right. Because he he's, so he's a grown-up deer by the end of it, right? Listen. They have a relationship. He's a full-grown buck. <laughs> Santa needs more lights for his sleigh, and that's only going to happen. <laughs> the closet reader has to. <laughs> oh, no. Y'all, I'm going to have to go cool down. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for I joining us on this episode. <laughs> love you, too. Um, make some holiday magic for yourself. And yeah, see what's on your list that you can let go of and talk to your spouse about it too. You know, get on the same page with your spouse. I think that's key. Absolutely. Happy holidays, y'all. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Magic Mike. (laughs) Make that holiday magic, comma, Mike.
This was a bit of a longer chatty episode, but we hope you enjoyed it and also that you feel encouraged to create more boundaries and have those conversations with your partner or family about what you want the holidays to look like so that everyone can enjoy it. You can find resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes. Moms for Social Justice is a 501c4, and if you would like to support us, you can also find a link to do that in the notes as well. I'm going to go look up some Christmas movies to watch, and we'll see you back here in two weeks. Bye.